Welcome to another episode of Three Guys on the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. Hey, how's it going? And today we're going to be talking about our five best attraction rethemes. So here we go. So like I was just saying, because of Splash Mountain and the current retheming project going on there, we decided we would hit you guys with another one of these list shows, and we're going to talk about our five best attraction re-themes. So to start with, we're gonna go with number five, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. So uh, anyone that knows the history of DCA knows that the original attraction that was there was actually Superstar Livo, which was horrible. And what I love though, is that they decided once they purchased Pixar, they were like, how do you re-theme this horrible, awful attraction and make it fun? and they landed on Monsters, Inc. Now, what are some of your thoughts on this, George? I never rode the original ride, so I just rode the Monsters, Inc. You're lucky. <laughs> it really is. It's, I don't know, I like it. It's just, it's so, it's big. It's one of those rides that lasts quite a few minutes, so I really enjoy it. No, I agree. I mean, like uh, I just kind of joked about, uh, and I know Hunter's going to hit on it, our sister was a big fan of Superstar Limo. So we rode this, and it was only around for, what was it, like nine months? And we rode this thing probably a good at least ten times. And we never liked it, but she liked it the whole time for some weird reason. But, you know, the ride was, it didn't connect with you. And that's the whole thing. And it goes back to the whole concept of, like, Disney theme parks, right? It, it was the most universal studios uh, attraction I've ever seen at a Disney park because it was an attraction that was bold-faced, like, this is the real kind of world, and also making fun of the real world, but also somehow behind in the times, because all, all the references are incredibly old, and they were like, hey, how can we cover this up and make something good? And there's lots of videos on YouTube you can watch about how they covered everything that was in there and replaced them with, you know, the uh, CDC, or what was it, CDA? CDA, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> CDC. But uh, that's current. But, you know, the CDA covers, like, most of the uh, animatronics inside the ride are the static figures. But I think they just ultimately did an amazing job. Do you think that's the reason why they have the background of the Hollywood thing? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Uh, you're talking about the big facade that's out front. Yeah. And that's kind of the joke of it, though, is before it was this huge, like star map uh, you know sort of like a california la star map and because they took that out now it's supposed to be a collage of the opening of monsters inc the movie i'm a huge fan of the monsters inc movie so for me i think it's actually a great play on that because that's i, re I remember when i first saw monsters inc that was something that really stood out to me was that opening i was just like man what a artistic and like beautiful shot Hunter, what are some thoughts you want to throw yeah, out? I was just going to go jumping right into the heap of how awful the original ride is, but then you, you made me remember that awful, ugly facade. And even as a little kid, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is ugly. Like, 
people who want to complain about the the old school uh, DCA 1.0 entrance, which I really enjoyed, y'all don't know Ugly because Ugly was Superstar Limo's whole setup in the front. It was horribly ugly. Everything in it just didn't connect. I think I probably just wrote it once. And I, I when you were telling me about the limo, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, and I don't remember the inside though. I just remember that limo. And Courtney loved it. And I remember that was one of those rides where. I would protest as much as I could before getting in trouble for it because I'm like, but this ride, there's nothing fun. And you have to remember, back then no one rode it, so we were literally jumping right on the thing. I think the cool thing about Monsters Inc., in my opinion, is that scene of the whole the doors. The doors, yeah. Exactly. Like, even though it's like a lot of mirrors, it just looks like a huge place. Mm-hmm. And considering that it seems like they didn't put as much mu- like as, as big of a financial investment into the redo they did a really good job covering everything i know that i've watched videos where they say that some of the uh the cda people it's it's the same animatronic but like all they did was like pop off the crazy looking heads of these random celebrities and then you know threw the, the uniforms over them no i think they did an amazing job it's still it's not a ride that i'm gonna wait forever to go on but i love dark rides and i have kids young kids at that so they love this ride and it's a perfect thing that i have no problem standing to go get on as opposed to a bug's land which i would never wait anything (laughs) to go on any of those moving on though number four is luigi's rollicking roadsters when luigi's originally opened with cars land shout out to me i was there because i tricked my wife (laughs) into going (laughs) i think i've said it before but a quick joke on that is we were heading to California because I was like, hey, you want to go to Disneyland this weekend? And she was like, sure. And we went and there were these huge crowds. And she's like, what are all these people here for? And I was like, oh, tomorrow they're actually unveiling the new Cars Land and the new entrance. And she looked at me. She's like, so you knew the whole time? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's why. But I knew you didn't want to come. So I was like, let's let's cover it up before we get there. But when it originally opened, it was Luigi's Flying Tires. Luigi's Flying Tires... I enjoyed it, but I do get the criticism that the whole thing is the whole process of it. It it took too much of your weight to push it to turn. There was a whole thing that it was originally supposed to have a joy a joystick on it so you could actually move it around, but that didn't happen. They didn't move that much. It took your entire group to turn over for it to move, so they added the balls. Then the balls had to be taken away because people were throwing it at each other's faces. <laughs> It was just problematic, and everyone knew the writing was on the wall. It was a great example to Disney where they get too nostalgic for their own good because John Lasseter, uh, as you, I mean, you know, he who should not be named anymore, right? But John Lasseter, back when uh, we all loved him and we were talking about him, that was the thing is that he, he was so big on that. He was like, oh, I remember the flying saucers at Disneyland, and they were like, we're going to bring them back, and they brought them back, and they're like, this is exactly why we didn't have them, is because it's an awful attraction. But Rollick and Roadsters opened, and it was the, one of the big things on this, is it was the first time in the U.S. that they brought over the trackless system, so we got to see it for the first time, and it came with it multiple different rides, which makes it have a rewritability. Yeah, I enjoy both of the rides. I really enjoyed the flying tires because I got the hat, I got the shirt, I enjoy so much that I just right away just bought it. I have and, the I have the uh, antenna topper at home. <laughs> yeah, it was sad that they had to take it down, but I understand why. But 
No, yeah, the new rides is pretty cool. Uh, I like the the dancing thing. Uh, no, I mean, 1,000% agree on both those. I think all three of us can agree that we all enjoyed the original ride. But immediately, it, it saw decreases in, like, in the wait time and stuff like that. And then the balls, which, sad to say, I, I take part in uh, makeshift dodgeball games with people. <laughs> because, like, you know, what did you expect was going to happen? You're like, you threw a bunch of beach balls to a bunch of immature people like me, and six we're not bright. <laughs> A six-year-old will throw a ball at you. It's like, all right, I'm gonna get you back. You're like, oh, I see you. <laughs> no, I mean, you're both you're both hitting it on the head. It's like we never really hated this ride. I remember the flying tire hat was insane. That was one of those things everyone thought was a joke. But then you went to DCA, and how many people had them? You truly could not help but stand back and just be like, yo, we are seeing a real like huge fad in the park that no one knew was gonna be that big a deal you can tell it's like a big hardcore like car land fan that you see the the tire hat and the cone of like drinking soda uh, (laughs) i mean i have a couple cozy cones at home i have the original ones the uh dino the dinoco cups but one thing i did want to mention is i never wanted to see the ride go away anyway i was glad that it was just a re-theme that they did because I love the queue to that ride because oh, I'm a big Cars fan and the queue to the ride is, is exactly what I wanted. It feels like you're in the world, though it pretends like Cars 3 never happened, which I think they should have updated it, but whatever. Also, there's a weird thing anyway in Cars Land because you go to Flows and they have the whole memorial to Hudson Hornet from Cars 2, but then you go on Radiator Springs Racers and Hudson Hornet's alive, so... <laughs> There's a, there's a beaming issue, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but... So someone's like, dang, they're onto us. No, but uh, I fun. love I love going there because that queue, it makes you... It looks like the actual one from the movie, and it makes you feel like it's all real. And also, you've got a John Lasseter inside there, which is funny. I also... I know, I know it's my wife's favorite thing in there is on their wall. They have... Guido has these selfies of him, like, with, like, random famous racers or with the pope car and uh what is it the pope mobile and she loves that they're selfies she's she thinks it's so funny that you can tell by the way his face is on it that it's supposed to be a selfie right uh the last thing i want to add on before we move on to the next one on the list is i'm such a big fan of of the music used in the the current ride like oh man i can't describe how much i enjoy that that nice infusion of music with and they the brought Tony Shalhoub in it honestly they brought the original actor in to do the voice of it <laughs> moving on from there we hit number three now this one I have a feeling is going to be <laughs> controversial and to be honest I think uh, the next two are going to be controversial number three is Frozen Ever After from Maelstrom so Frozen Ever After took over for Maelstrom and Norway and basically turned Norway into Arendelle, which inherently seems like a problem. However, the thing is is that Norway has fully embraced being the country of Frozen. So the idea was they wanted more people to go on this attraction. So they rethemed it to Frozen. I myself, you know, I'm not a purist for things like that because, you know, I didn't grow up with Epcot, but it was a thing where I was like, you're turning Norway into a fake land. But when we went there a few years ago and we went on the mad dash to go on it because we couldn't get on it the first day because of the lines. 
So we went the next day. We came early. I remember we were at Rope Drop. I literally picked up my daughter, and people were running towards there because we, you come in through Future World. Full sprint. <laughs> My wife was like, why are they running? And I'm like, they're running to the to the Frozen ride. And I told her, I'm like, just meet me there. So I picked up my daughter, who was three at the time, and we ran down there. We only ended up waiting 20 minutes. But when we went on it, I was pure surprised by it. Just a fantastic attraction. They added a minute of length to it. It still has the going backwards. And, you know, me, I'm not a big... I'm not a big Frozen fan at all. But I could not help but be, like, amazed with the animatronics, with the work they did. And I have to appreciate what they did. So on the old ride, what was it? So they had the backwards part before that wasn't like new. Yeah, that was there. Yeah, that was that was one of the big selling points for the ride. Oh. And the the difference though was there was an opening, so you could see the boats going backwards towards the fall when it would make the turnover to hit that drop. So I'm not a complete hater of Maelstrom, though I sort of am. I am, <laughs> but. The thing is, is I never had to wait going on that ride, and I never understood what it was. I can perfectly tell you when we went in 2001, we did not understand what the ride was, and we uniformly, my family just hated it. We were like, this ride was a waste of our time. And the thing is, is that we didn't understand what was going on. You just start off and it's talking about, oh, the legends of trolls and stuff, and then you get pushed backwards. You see this troll pop up, and then you don't understand what they're saying. You take a drop, and at the drop you see an oil rig. And I'm like, what's going on like, in this ride? Like, this is what it looks like now. You're like, why? No, exactly. And that, that's my thing is I'm like, I don't get this. I will say I did watch a video on the original concept that they were supposed to do. I don't know if it was Yesterworld or not, but they talked about the original concepts, the original things that were going to be in it, and man, the ride does sound great, but I'm not going to sit here and base if that ride was good off of what it should have been, because that's like, uh, you know, my cousin was recently here, and he was trying to tell me about the original idea they had for Gringotts um, Mine Ride, or whatever they call it. Waste of Time? Yeah. I'm like, I don't even remember what it's called, but he was telling me about what Gringotts was supposed to be, and he's like, it was supposed to be this great attraction, have this whole roller coaster part, and I'm like, okay, well, what happened? And he's like, well, the thing is, is that when they went to actually build it, they realized that they didn't have as much space as they dreamt up. And I was like, oh, that sounds like their fault. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, but they were sounds going like a to. rookie mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Universal creative. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love the ride of Frozen. One, I never rode the other ride, but with Frozen, and especially going backwards, and she's singing Let It Go, and, you know, she's moving around. Really, uh pop up the, the ride, so. Cool. No, actually, a thing that I just listened to and Jim Hill. genius, by the way. <laughs> well, I was just listening to Jim Hill, and he said that one of the things with the Frozen Ever After is that it's very purposeful that they use the going backwards part with Elsa because they knew that people were going to want that shot of her. So they purposely made it the turntable part where it goes backwards because they knew it takes a second for it to turn. So... They used that to be the shot so that you could get your picture of her because you're right in front of her, which I was like, that's funny because that's Genius. totally true. Like, you're sitting in front of her for a good second, so if you're going to take that picture, you're going to do it right then. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to sit there trying to get your snapshot. You've got a second to be there. Oh, okay, I got this. Unless she's not working. Unless she's not working, but... Luckily for us, when we went, she, everything was working perfectly. I will say, too, another thing was... 
her animatronic is flat out. It's a great animatronic. I mean, it's not. They spend the good money. But. Well, it's not that. You know, it's not the Navi uh, singer one. I, I forget the what they call it. Yeah, the shaman of song. It's not her, but it's for an AA. It's a great job that they did. Like, she yeah. fluidly moves. The face looks great. I mean, yeah, we can all complain about the lid up face because it's a, obviously a projection, but it's like, we're not going to sit here and get into semantics on that. No. And this ride being as good as it is is fun because uh, anybody who's ever, you know, seen me talk about Frozen knows how much I dislike that film. Yeah. With the, with the, <laughs> exception, with the exception of Josh Gad, because I love Josh Gad. But, Super Disney fan. Yeah. And, and other than that, I was like, man, this ride is better blow me blow, like blow all my expectations out of the water and it did i remember getting expect, off yeah. i looked at you straight up i was like okay that was way better than i thought it'd be yeah so for number two this is another <laughs> controversial one and i would say controversial because it's also also to me and my sense because i know on this podcast itself i have complained publicly about this redo <laughs> but i am begrudgingly going to say guardians of the galaxy uh, Mission Breakout is our number two because the thing is is that you know what it was before was Tower of Terror and I always loved it but I realized thinking about it now what I loved about it is that it was a thrill ride and back when I was a teenager going to DCA 1.1 uh, 1.0 that couldn't you know get people in the park that was a great ride to jump on it, you never waited but the thing is is you never had to wait and the thing is when they changed it over they took an IP that is one of the best i love guardians and they threw it on top of this thing and the thing looks horribly ugly on Scary. the outside <laughs> but you go in and as soon as you go in you're just you're in it you're you're completely in the story you get the feeling like you're in um tavon's like shop you see the little animatronics in there you go in you get the video you see rocket then you go on it and you've got the videos and I'm just like, I'm in love. And I've said it before. I think I said it when I wrote it the first time. I'm just like, as soon as he said, you know, let's get rocking. And he turned on the music and they started playing. Was it I Want You Back by Jackson 5? I was like, I love this ride. I'm like, there's no question. I love this ride. And then I got, because there's multiple things you can see on it. I got to see Star-Lord's scenes, which is great because Star-Lord's my favorite one. And I also got the moment where at the top when it opens, Rocket says, is that Disneyland? And I was just yeah. like, I love everything about this ride. So when I went on it, the music that I that was playing was the Born to be Wild. Yeah. <laughs> so they all have different music. Oh, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, okay. So there's like what? It's I think it's like three or so different songs. And it's all classic, like, rock. Yes, and, because you know. it's, a, it's supposed to fit into the uh, concept. Yeah. And, of course, there's the other part that they did bring in James Gunn. So James Gunn filmed all of the scenes that are in it. And he also approved the music that's for it because those are things that... Uh, I listened to something where they said that... James, uh, they asked James Gunn, they were like, what if it's, like, a song that possibly Star-Lord has, like, in the Zune or something like that? And he was like, oh, okay. And, like, he gave them a list and... They basically just started figuring out what song would... I, I believe I was listening to them talk about Joe Rohde where he said, what song could fit in here and go with, like, the jumps and all that. And, that, like I said, perfect job they did. Oh, yeah. When I went on for the first time, I was blessed to get Elvis Presley's Burning Love. And I, and I can remember getting on that ride. Again, ugliest 
like facade you can ever see in a Disney park, I think, with the exception of what we were talking about earlier tonight off mic uh, with the ugly 25th anniversary cake castle. But the second uh, that you step inside there, it's true. And when I stepped inside there, I had the great fortune of almost immediately seeing Stanley's cutscene that they have inside the collection where he's like, do you guys validate? And man, the, the ride is just so much fun, especially since for me, Rocket's like the main attraction of the show and he's my favorite guardian. Oh man, I love this ride. You know, the outside of the look, at first, in, in the first podcast we did about it, like, yes, it was ugly, but I kind of don't mind it. You kind of dig it now? You know, like, at night, I think it looks pretty cool. I think during the day, like, they gotta find out, like, how it's gonna look, but at night, it doesn't look that bad. Okay, I think I could give you that one. You got the mediocre job they're doing on the Avengers campus, so it'll somehow fit in, I guess. <laughs> I say that because, of course, I've said it before, but it doesn't make sense as Avengers campus because everything looks different. Each building looks different in it, which makes it not make any sense, like, as if they were built at different times. <laughs> I think they do need to add more effects to it. Like, for example, like electricity or like something like that just to get more theme to it uh really quick i also want to add on that this works on the list i know people might not enjoy that it's being so high on the list and i can get that but i think we should also put in there that this ride also gets a really cool overlay for halloween and it's not like a crazy elaborate one but they make the whole area dark and it's you know guardians after darker or whatever it is yeah. that it's called i Monsters have monsters after dark yeah i have some of the merchandise for it i got to go on it i remember i jumped in line before it transferred over so like we were in a 25 minute line and i looked at uh, dad and i was like watch this line shoot he's like why i'm like we're about to go into um their special version of the ride and as soon as like the time changed over you turn around you just see a crowd of people coming through and let me just tell you that is one of the most fun experiences ever I was just going to add that as a last thought, I know that for us, it normally, this is a ride we would hate because it's basically screens, but I think they did a good job bringing those screens in. And speaking of screens, that leads us to our number one. Our number one pick for best re-themes is Star Tours The Adventures Continue. And yeah. this one is because Star Tours is definitely a ride that we always loved. Uh, no question, always was a stop on our list. But the thing is, is that the Star Tours ride, it was just one stop. And I do, uh, I've listened to tons of this stuff, you know, from Imagineers. And it comes down to that thing where it's like, this is Star Wars. There's so many different places you can go. Why don't we go to other places? And I love that they came up with the idea. They're like, what if you went to tons of different places? And what if there were different things going on? And I love that. This one, and I've talked about this before with Galaxy's Edge, I don't want to mention it again, but it goes across all Star Star Wars. And I love that it's in the timeline that it's like, Star Wars is always, it's not Star Wars is just this time. It's not like that. Star Wars is whatever. And I love that they went with that. Of course, now they're a little more rigid because it goes into the tying into the movies and uh, Galaxy's Edge. But it's still like, I love that they do the jumping. I love that you get different things. Um, I know now, because I've been on it so many times, like, the rarest one seems to be getting Boba Fett at the end. That's like, And that's my favorite one, is when you jump to it and Boba Fett's shooting at you uh, with the seismic charge. Yeah, he's like, goodbye, uh, rebel scum. 
Yeah, but I love that what they did is they took the concept and they were like, how can we expand this and make it better? And they fully did it. I mean, I was even against the 3D concept, but they fully made that interactive and work. Of course, they took out the scene that made it interactive, where the, uh, on Naboo you had the, uh, star, the starship with the uh, fin of it crash into the screen. They took that out because too many people complained. Are you serious? But... I love my head. I love that they I love that they came up with all these ideas where they were like, we can really use this 3D. Um, I wanted to add on to that where you were saying about uh, people complaining. The first time I wrote it, because you guys already wrote it uh, like first, but when my wife and I, I don't think April was there actually. It was me and Jessica. When me and my sister, we both wrote it for the first time. That scene at the end, Josh and Elizabeth. Just, just looked at us at that scene, and of course we got the reaction of like, ah, like almost hit us. Uh, but I really enjoyed both rides. Like, even to me, the classic one that like, gets great, the new one is great too. Like, I don't mind it. I still listen to the the soundtrack of the original mm-hmm. ones. Like, they're both pretty good. I feel like that ride, I never seen that ride more than like ha- more than half hour like wait. So it's one of those rides like it'll never die. Uh, honestly, just to add on to all of that, it was crazy because it's a ride that, for me at least, when they announced the closure, I remember being really upset about it because I'm like, dude, this is a classic, and I hate the fact that I say stuff like that sometimes, but it was a ride that I really felt like didn't need to be improved on or plus uh, in any way, and then we get the opening of this ride, we go on, one ride in, and I'm like, this is fantastic, I'm like, why was I complaining about this? Didn't they, like, before they updated a new one, didn't they update it that, like, when you first get on, like, it's a blue screen instead of the original, or what was it? Remember, like, before, oh, it was Soren. Soren, remember, it was, like, now yes. it's blue? <laughs> that, yeah, that, we'll talk about that on another, uh, another day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Star Tours, like I said, it's one of our classic attractions, and we always loved it, but... This is a perfect case of plussing, where you can't argue. They did an amazing job, and they plussed it up. So now we're going to talk about a couple of our, uh, how do you put them, the honorable mentions. So I'm going to start off, uh, because I know Hunter already mentioned it, but we were talking about, like, uh, the light themings, so um, uh, our seasonal themings. And that's, like, Hyperspace Mountain or Ghost Galaxy, Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy or Haunted Mansion Holiday or the Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. Dark. Because those are all great, and they're all definitely pluses. Especially, I know a lot of people, Haunted Mansion Holiday, bandwagon. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, those are all definitely pluses to the rides. But there, we, we decided when we were going through the list, we're like, we can't really consider those like main ones, because right. those are really just, they're limited, they're seasonal. One I did want to, or two I wanted to mention, one thing I, I'm an unabashed fan of, what is that called? Living with the land, and I've watched videos of Listen to the Land. Love it, but the thing is, is I can't consider that a re-theme in the same way because uh, that was another thing. Is we made it a point that we're only using re-themes that we actually saw the original versions. I know George didn't see one of them, but <laughs> that's, that's besides the point. But two out of three of us had seen it. Dang. But um, <laughs> no, but it's a thing that it's like we made it a point where like we didn't. If none of us have been on that original version, we can't really consider that a re-theme because we never saw that. Just like, uh, you know, another one was uh, River of Time, uh, Rio del T- uh, Tiempo. We never saw that original no. version. Uh, Why well, have? But I, 
it's the thing where I was like, you know, I'm the only one. I'm not going to sit here like, oh, yeah, I remember the old one. And this is kind of a... Because it's just like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> but, Show off. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> I know. Uh, I do want to also mention, we did talk about doing Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, because I'm just going to tell you right now, and this might break some people's hearts, Nathan. Mm-hmm. But... We are not fans of Great Movie Ride, so we loved uh, the videos that we saw. The only problem is we haven't ridden Mickey and Minnie's, so we also, that was another one. We were like, we can't really consider this because we didn't go on it. Right. Yeah, but like the videos that we saw, <laughs> we know well, that top-notch. it's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> I think the Hyperspace Mountain, the Hyper, uh, what is it called? Yeah, Hyperspace yeah, Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, that one is like the coolest one. Like, I, I feel like they should just keep it there, but I know it's not going to happen, but Honestly, I did. That was the one that I fought the most with on myself because I'm like, they do leave Hyperspace Mountain for a long yeah. periods, so I'm like, we could consider it. And I do, you know, it's I love. It was a big line. Well, I love Space Mountain, but I'm like, Hyperspace Mountain is a definite plus version. Like Ghost Galaxy, I like Ghost Galaxy, well, I love Ghost Galaxy. well enough, but it's not like Hyperspace. Hyperspace Mountain is like a whole nother thing where you're like, this is. Like, I've said it, I think we said it on the, when we talked about Seasons of the Force a few years ago, but Hyperspace Mountain, to me, is what I, as a child, thought a dogfight in Star Wars felt like, and that's what I love about it. Uh, It's a trap! And you're just like, this is uh, everything I've ever wanted. To to piggyback on that, yeah, uh, I remember going on, just being excited because I was like, man, uh, I'm excited for anything Star Wars, and you go up the lift, the, the chain lift, and you hear the freaking intro music blasting in the headset you're like oh, i'm in star wars and then as you're riding through you're hearing all the uh, the pilots like talking to each other you know they're like, they're like oh i've got one on my tail and you're like somebody help him to add on to hunter after you hear the star wars part when you're going up you just hear like red five check it in like, oh, oh, like oh. your heart is like you're like this is everything i ever wanted well, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Nathan, and the three other fans out there, Bob Iger being one. I am actually reading Bob Iger's book, so I do want to say, great book. Like, you should definitely pick it up. It does read a bit like a uh, self-help book, which is whatever. And he does kind of gloss over things a little. Ultimately, I'm like, it does give you some insight into, like, the process. I know, like, uh, I've talked to so many people like myself that are like, I, I should get into business and I could become CEO and you listen you read the process he went through and you're just like nah I'm not no doing mind. that <laughs> he, he went through hell to get that job and I'm just like I don't think I have the stomach for that to go through the ridiculousness of that I go bald he is bald no, he is bald <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you guys um, make sure to if you want to join us in conversation jump on to any of our social medias we're at 3G ATM podcast that's going to be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also, you can uh, subscribe and like us and follow us on iTunes, Spotify. We're now on Stitcher, Stitcher. Spreaker. Uh, and you can also download directly on geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. You can hit me up on social media. Uh, actually, you can just hit me up on the 3GATM because I am the one that's going to be responding on there. But you can hit Hunter up too if you want to go. Uh you, you shouldn't, because I probably won't respond until, like, days <laughs> later. But if you really, really, really wanted to, uh, on Instagram, I'm the Disney Guy 24 and then on uh, Twitter, I am Hunter3GATM. Do not go to my Twitter. I haven't used it There's in like months. There's, like, thousands of different ones. 
Uh, I did want to mention too, just really quickly, uh, just to give you like a little insight into the process, right? So I listed off all these rides that I was like, uh, these are like good re-themes and then these are bad re-themes. And when we were discussing it, what I love is like, I was fighting with it when I originally wrote it, but like the, it's also why we didn't talk about it on here, but one, uh, we didn't even mention it as a mention, uh, honorable mention. And it's because of that, is that in Credit Coaster, I was like, yeah, I get it. It it doesn't detract from it, but it's like the more I talk about it, the more I was like, I don't like Incredicoaster. I don't think it needed that re-theme. I don't like Pixar Pier at all. So I was like, to me, I'm just going to say, we're just shoving this away. We're, you know, we're, we'll just forget about it. That's an issue for another episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, and same thing with the Nemo subs. We talked, uh, we talked about that. And it was just a thing where we're like, we get that it was a success. But for us, we don't like it because we don't wait, you know, hours to go in there and smell everyone's armpits. Like, that's not a thing <laughs> we're into. Uh, I do want to let you know just a little insight. Be prepared. We will have one that's a negative because we're not like other channels or whatever. So we are going to do a worst three themes. So get ready. Uh, Nathan, get ready because Soren is definitely on that list. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you guys again and we'll see you later. See you later. Adios. Ka-chao.